You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Woman of Faith podcast, the podcast where we believe if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin, and it feels so good to be back. I took a little hiatus towards the end of August just because I needed some time to regroup and I wanted to enjoy what was left of the summer with my family. Uh, The middle of August, I went on a family vacation with 23 of my closest family members and it was interesting to say the least. Uh, We spent some time in Florida visiting my parents and then from there we went on a a seven-day cruise to the Caribbean uh, and it was it was fun I guess if we could use that that word but it was exhausting a vacation with family is not really much of a vacation and then when you add the children and parents and in-laws and everyone else it was exhausting So needless to say, I am looking forward to planning another small vacation, just me and the hubby, sometime towards the end of the year. Because uh, these next three months are going to be super hectic for me as we, you know, enter the fourth quarter of 2022. There are still some goals that I'm working towards. um, And so like that's going to be my primary focus Um, And as we kick off season two of the Women of Faith podcast, I'm really excited of what's to come, not just for the podcast, but in my life, because I have really been in a season of transition these past, I want to say six to eight months. And um, I'm welcoming all of the changes that are coming and with the kids going back to school and with summer ending uh, and the fall approaching, this really is a season of transition. And, you know, the, the seasons are a good uh, model for us to apply in our lives, right? It shows us that things don't stay the same. God was very intentional when he created um, the earth and the universe and you and me and everything in it. And he created us to change, right? We're not supposed to stay the same. Just like the seasons change, we're supposed to change. Um, And if we don't embrace that, you know, we find ourselves feeling unfulfilled. We find ourselves feeling stagnant um, and also feeling like we're not fulfilling our truest potential. And the truth is that if God wanted us to stay the same, he would have created us um, to stay that way, but he didn't. We know that we're supposed to change because our bodies change, right? We're, we don't remain 
babies or infants or newborns for our, our entire lives, right? We grow um, without any uh, interference from ourselves, right? We are just designed in God's beautiful plan for our lives to grow. Now, transformation is something different. Transformation is something that comes um, with free will, which God also gave us, with intentionality, with with being really uh, conscious of how we want our lives to be, right? We, we grow throughout our lifetime because our bodies change, we physically change, but transformation is something that we have to be active participants in in our own lives. Um, and so much of the work that I do is really focused on how do we tap in to the power that we have to transform ourselves. And so much of the transformation that happens or doesn't happen in our lives is a direct result of our minds and the things that we are thinking and our mindset um, and what we have allowed ourselves to internalize about ourselves. You know, and, and something that I've been thinking a lot about lately is that we focus so much, well, at least society puts a heavy emphasis on changing uh, how we look on the outside, right? So we make we invest a lot of money um, in making sure our hair is done, our nails are done, um, our faces are beat to the gods. We spend money on makeup artists, on clothes, like all of these things. Some of us go to um, take it even further, right? We invest on changing our bodies. We do plastic surgery. We go to the gym to exercise and to sculpt and all of these things. And not to say that any of that in and of itself is a bad thing because it's not, right? We should absolutely continuously invest in improving ourselves, right? If that's physically um, or whatever, but not many of us focus on where the true transformation happens and that's internal. So we'll focus and spend all of our time and all of our money on changing what's on the outside and we don't invest as much in changing what's on the inside. And the reality is that until we change what's on the inside, our external world really doesn't change at all. So the packaging might change and how we present ourselves might change. But if we don't focus on what's happening inside of us, we are just going to be an empty vessel. We're going to feel empty inside and we're going to continue to repeat toxic behaviors and patterns and cycles and all of that stuff. And so the things that we seek on the outside to fulfill us and make us feel better once we have those things, we realize, wow, I really haven't changed at all because we haven't dealt with what's happening on the inside. And so as we step into the last three months of this year, I encourage you to take a really good look at yourself internally. What are the things that you need to start working on and changing so that you really can be transformed from the inside out, right? When we're talking about transitioning, how can you become a better version of yourself? How can you step into your fullest potential so that your inside matches 
what you're investing in on the outside, right? So I want you to look at your vision board, look at your goals, and what is the one thing that you can focus on solely on the one thing for the next three months that is going to have a significant impact on how you start the new year. Just something for you to think about. Um, and I, I talk about this because the first cohort of the Success Academy, which is my coaching and educational platform, is coming to an end. I've been I've spent the last four months working with seven women who have really made incredible progress within the past four months. And it always amazes me how much we can change our lives when we become intentional and when we focus, right? Because the the focus and the intentionality develops discipline, it develops consistency. And when you show up for yourself consistently, that is when your life starts to change. So in this cohort, I am seeing women reclaim their lives, reclaim their freedom, take back their power. There are women who um, are overcoming, you know, divorce and reshaping their lives and establishing a new normal and what that looks like for them and for their children. I have women who are birthing new businesses this season. I have just a group, an amazing group of women who are actually doing the work, right? And the work looks like you're not making excuses anymore, that you're getting up on the hard days and you're committing to yourself that even when you don't feel like it, you're showing up. I will tell you, there's days when I don't feel like it. There are days when I don't feel like showing up. And it's important to recognize when you need those days of rest. But then it's also important to recognize when you're using that as an excuse to not show up. You know, so we're in a season of we're not making excuses anymore. Our future and our progress just doesn't have time for it. And this is what I want you to start cultivating in your own life. Um, You know, for the next three months, I won't be doing the Success Academy uh, coaching because I have my eyes on just myself for these next three months. Um, You know, as much as I pour into others, I also have to be mindful that I have to take time to pour into myself. And so that's what we're doing from September to December. I have a lot of exciting things happening. I can't wait to share that, you know, some of that with you all. But yeah, Q4 is me time. It's me season, right? And so I'm going to go hard for myself so that when I come back in January, I am fully prepared to give you all my best. And that's when I'm going to be launching the next cohort of the Success Academy. I will be taking applications because one of the things I realized in this work that I do, that even though people have good intentions about wanting to show up for themselves, sometimes they don't once they're in it. And I'm at a point in my life where I just want to work with women who want to do the work. Not women who say they want to do the work and then when they get to work with me one-on-one are not doing the work. Ultimately, you're wasting your time, you're wasting my time, and you're wasting your money 
And I don't want women to waste their money or their time or my time. So I want to work with women who are serious about showing up and are serious about doing the work. Not women who are going to show up and continue to make excuses as to why they can't do something. If there's one thing I can't stand are excuses. Because those excuses will keep you stuck in your present situation. And we're not about being stuck. We're about progress. We're about moving. So if you're not ready to do the hard work, I don't want to work with you. Like That's the season I'm in right now. And so for January in this new cohort, we're taking applications. We're having an interview process. I really want to dig in your mindset to see how ready you are. Because if you're not ready, then I I can't uh, allow you to take up a spot for a woman who is ready to do the work. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, When we come back, we're going to talk about relationships. Relationships matter. And life, whether you realize it or not, is about cultivating relationships and how you can build and maintain the relationships that you make, whether it's business, whether it's romantic, whether it's your friendships, whether it's your relationships in your family, all of those relationships matter and they influence your life, whether you realize it or not. And I realized (laughs) that so many people don't know how to have or build healthy relationships. So when we get back from the break, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what does your relationship with yourself look like? What does your relationship with God look like? And then how is that displaying in your relationship with others? So I would encourage you to get a pen, get a paper, get ready to take some notes because I'm going to be sharing you know, some practical ways and tips that you can start improving your relationships. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Before we dive into this week's conversation, just want to share a couple of updates with you of some things that I'm going to be participating within the next month. The first thing is the 100 Hispanic Women Gala that's happening Tuesday, September 27th. It is our biggest fundraiser where we raise funds for scholarships for young Latinas who are heading to college or who are pursuing graduate degrees. Uh, So if you are interested in joining us, make sure you head over to the 100 Hispanic Women website so that you can get your ticket. Um, And if you can't make it to the gala, then maybe you can consider making a small donation. And then the second thing that I'm getting into within the next couple of months is the Self-Made Mujer Conference um, that is being put together by the Dream Lab. Um, If you are not familiar with Sabrina Castillo and Audrey Diaz, I encourage you to get familiar with these two incredible powerhouse Latinas who have really 
cultivated an incredible community community with the Dream Lab. And this is their annual conference that is really dedicated on personal development, self-growth, all within a ladies' night type of vibe. I will be a speaker on their relationship panel, and I'm really excited because this is probably, aside from the conferences that I've done with the 100 Hispanic Women, um, this is probably the first conference since like pre-COVID that I'm participating in. And it's something that I, I'm looking forward to doing more of because I used to participate in so many conferences before COVID hit. Um, so if you want to join us on October 15th, head over to the Dream Lab so that you can also purchase your ticket. And with that, let's get into this week's conversation where we're focusing on relationships. And this is a podcast that I wanted to do for a while because I think relationships is something that many of us struggle with. And I think primarily the reason why we struggle with healthy relationships is because healthy relationships hasn't always been modeled for us. So because we don't know or have seen what what a healthy relationship looks like, we don't know how to cultivate or establish healthy relationships. And I will tell you, I, for the majority of my childhood life even, I was surrounded by a lot of toxic relationships. Um, Not by anyone's fault of their own, because I really believe that we repeat cycles, right? So if our parents don't have healthy models of what healthy relationships should look like, then in their own relationship, they're just recycling what they've seen or what they've been taught. And especially in, I think, Latino culture um, that has been traditionally historically rooted in patriarchy, where the man has been uh, the head of the household and where what the man says is what goes. Um, women have always been relegated to taking like the the back seat. And so what happens as a result of that is that we don't feel empowered to use our voices. Um, we are raised to believe that the man is the one that's supposed to take care of us and that women stay in the house, you know, and take care of the kids and take care of the home. And that was very much what my parents' relationship was based on. And so when I was growing up, this was the model that I had. And it wasn't always very healthy because my mom had to ask my dad for permission to do things. She wasn't in control of her own money for a long time because for a while she didn't work. You know, she was at home raising me and my sister and taking care of the house. And so she would have to ask my dad for money. Um, And we know that money can be used to control people. It's a source of power. And those who have money, right, they're the ones that control what's happening, you know, in the house and what's happening in your lives. And so this was what I was um, exposed to. And it was like this in in a lot of the relationships in my family, because the men were the ones who went out to work and the women were the ones who stayed home with the kids. But what was really strange uh, in my family was that even though this was what the model was, my father always knew that he didn't want my sister and I to grow up to be the type of woman that was dependent on a man. He realized that, well, not that he realized, but he 
taught us that he wanted us to be independent women, which was why he always stressed education, um, the ability for us to go out and work for ourselves so that we wouldn't have to be dependent on a man and then subsequently relinquish our power to them, right? And so, and so when I got married, me and my husband struggled in the very early years of our marriage um, because we did not know, or at least I didn't know, what a healthy marriage for us would look like. And we struggled for a long time, I'm going to be honest. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, some years later that I realized I can't base my marriage on the model that I saw growing up or even on other people's uh, marriages. We had to figure out what would work best for us. And we did. You know, we, we, we did, and I think now we finally have a healthy relationship, one that is built on true partnership. We don't subscribe to traditional gender roles, like he cooks, he does laundry, he goes to the supermarket, I might take out the garbage one day, right? It just depends, right? And so we really step up when we need to. And sometimes it's not always 50-50, right? Sometimes he does 70, I do 30. And then sometimes it, it it's like reverse. Maybe I'll do 80% and he does 20%. It all depends on what's happening in our lives at the moment. And recognizing that in order for our marriage to work and to be healthy, that we both have to show up 100% regardless, you know, and on the days maybe where he can't, it's also me understanding that he's human and that there's going to be moments where he's depleted and it might require more of me and vice versa. And I think that that is what a lot of married couples have to come to terms with and realize that you can't, uh, establish your own marriage based on what you see on TV, based on what you see in the movies, based on what your family tells you that your marriage should look like, because it's two different people coming together. And so what may work for your parents or what may work in your friend's marriage and their relationship may not necessarily work in yours because you and your partner are two different people coming into the relationship with different experiences. And so it's important to leave others out, out of your relationship and figure out what works best for you. And, you know, and this applies to relationships across the board. You know, I have I have lost friends, friends that I have had for years, over 20 years. And I, I'm speaking about two specific friendships here. And I think I may have spoken about them in the, in pa in the past, maybe on my other uh, podcast, The Nancy Ruffin Show. But relationships that were meaningful, that were very important, that both ended by these individuals blocking me on social media. Like, I, when I think about it, um, I'm still baffled by that. Be and then I, I, don't, I guess I'm baffled because I value my relationships so much that I would never end a relationship in such a trivial way that I would just block them off my social media without having a conversation. 
Um, and I think that for me, that is what is the hardest to come to terms with. Their inability to communicate whatever it is that they were feeling that led them to blocking me on social. Um, and so when we talk about establishing and having healthy relationships, right, one of the most critical things that is necessary to have a healthy relationship is being able to communicate. And I get it. Sometimes when we're younger um, and when we haven't had as much experience and when we're still trying to find ourselves or learn about who we are, we may not have the language or the tools necessary to effectively communicate. But when we're in our 40s, when we're creeping up on 50, I mean, come on. You have to have the language at this point. And if you struggle with communicating, then this is an area of your life where I think you need to focus on. Because if we cannot effectively communicate how we are feeling, the things that we need in our relationships, then all of our relationships are going to struggle. And sometimes when we consistently see our relationships ending, we have to turn the lens on ourselves and say, hey, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me. So what do I need to do so that I can show up better in my relationships? You know, and I'm really good at taking accountability for where I fall short. And I recognize that. And so when I was having some of these situations in the past, this was what I did. I turned the lens on myself and I said, well, what, what's happening in my relationships, you know, that's resulting in these outcomes? And what I realized was that I wasn't always showing up as a good friend in my relationships, right? But when I recognized that, I did the work necessary to make sure that my friends um, felt appreciated, felt valued. I made it a priority to show up in my friendships where maybe I wasn't always showing up in the past because maybe I was too self-absorbed. Maybe I was just focused on myself. Um, and the reality is, is that relationships require two people, you know, but again, this is me. I recognize my shortcomings, you know, so if this is you, and you struggle in your relationships, I challenge you um, to take a good hard look at yourself and figure out where in yourself do you need to work on more? Where do you need to grow? Maybe you're not a great communicator. Maybe it's really difficult for you to express yourself when you've been hurt or when you feel like your friends are not showing up for you, right? But that's not on them. That is something that's happening within yourself. And then so you have to say, well, why do I struggle with communicating? What in your past has led for you to kind of shut down? And maybe is that you weren't heard as a child. Or maybe when you did try to express yourself, you know, people kind of diminished um, what you were trying to say. Or they made you feel like your feelings weren't valid. So you've learned to kind of block that out. And so now in your relationships, right, you don't let people in and you can't communicate your feelings because you don't trust them enough. And then you shut down. Um, listen, we're all human. And I think that we're all growing and we're all at least should be. Um, trying to learn more deeply about ourselves 
and about the things that um, drive us and motivate us and why we act the way that we act. Um, because we can't always change the other people. In fact, we can never change anyone else. The only person that we can change is ourselves. But in order to change ourselves, we have to understand what makes us tick. You know, and when we look at Jesus um, in his human form, he really showed us um, how he desired a close relationship. And he really is the reflection of our own needs to have close relationship with others, right? This is, we know that Eve was specifically created for Adam so that Adam wouldn't be in the world alone, right? If you go back to the book of Genesis, as God is, you know, creating the earth and everything in it, when he created man and he saw Adam by himself, he said, this is not good, right? And so what did he do? He put Adam to sleep. He went into his flesh from his rib. He molded Eve so that they can live in partnership with each other. And so this is the model for all of us. God wants us to have healthy relationships. He wants us to first and foremost have a healthy relationship with him. So if your relationships are struggling, then look at what your relationship with God is. If your relationship with God is non-existent or is rocky, then that is where you have to put your primary focus, like developing that relationship and, and, and developing a closeness with God so that you can then start to see yourself in God. Because our relationship with God is then going to be the foundation for the relationship that we have with ourselves. And then the relationship that we have with ourselves is going to be the model of the relationship that we have with others. If you're not rooted in God, then you're not rooted in self. And if you don't love yourself and if you don't have an intimate relationship with yourself, it is going to be really difficult for you to have intimate relationships with others. Right, Because every person wants to have strong, healthy relationships. We want to be close to people and we want to know that they love us. And we want to experience friendship and intimacy. And we want to feel um, valued and appreciated in all of these things. Right, But how do we get these types of relationships? Especially if our own past has been rooted in brokenness in betrayal um, and not being able to trust others because the reality is that we've all experienced the many challenges and difficulties that come with any relationship, right? There's disagreements, there's differences, there's misunderstandings, there's so many other things that happen in relationships because it's two people from two different uh, walks of life coming together and trying to be in community, with one another. And the truth is that many of us were never taught how to have healthy relationships. And what's more, like in the example that I shared a little while ago, uh, many of us didn't grow up in a home where solid relationships were modeled. Yet the Bible makes it very clear that we're supposed to be in relationship with each other. When we look at even the commandment that God 
gives us, right? He tells us um, to love him above everything, like nothing is supposed to come before God. And then we're supposed to love each other the way that we love God. He gives us the model. And that is the one thing that following Christ really is based on. Listen, religion will keep us separated. This is why I don't subscribe to to religion. It's why I struggle with even calling myself Christian only because the term Christian aligns with the religion of, of Christianity. And I don't follow religion. I follow Christ. I'm a follower of Jesus. And so, so much, at least of my own life, I try to model after Jesus, right? What did Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And listen, I fall short every single day because I'm human and because I'm flawed, but that still doesn't stop me from trying. And I think this is what all of us have to do. We have to try to be better in our relationships. We have to try to model the example that Jesus set for us, right? And so with that, here are some, just some general things that we can start doing to improve our relationship, right? Do we have love in this relationship? Do we love this other person, right? John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus said to his disciple, his disciples, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And God has demonstrated his profound love for us by sending Jesus to save us, right? And so we are called to love others just as God has loved us. So how are you loving those in your life? How are you exhibiting love, right? And love um, is so expansive. There's so many ways that you can show people that you love them, right? You show them that by giving them grace, by forgiveness, um, by accepting them exactly as they are. Not saying that you can that you accept um, maybe the bad things that they do, but that you give them the grace to understand that they're human and that they're going to make mistakes, that you don't hold them to this unrealistic expectation of perfection. And I think that this is what happens so often in our relationships, that we expect the people in our lives to be perfect. So the minute they mess up or they screw up, we're willing to cut them off. But who are we to pass judgment? Like, we're not perfect. You're not a perfect person. You don't show up perfectly in your relationships all the time. You're flawed. And so love says, I'm willing to extend grace to you when you mess up. And I'm willing to give you an opportunity to correct the mistake by having a conversation, by communicating to you that you've hurt me or that you've betrayed me or or any of that, right? That's what love does. Love extends grace. And God and Jesus has been the perfect example of that, right? And forgiveness, being able to forgive, not saying that you're going to forget, 
but that you can forgive the transgression, understanding that no one is perfect and that at some point or another, we're all going to make mistakes, right? So again, another tip for establishing and developing positive relationships is that we're accepting people as they are. We're loving them as they are and we're accepting them as they are, understanding that they come to us from their own lived experiences. So you don't know what traumas they've had to endure, what traumas they've had to survive, um, all of that. So we love and we accept. We also listen. We listen effectively when people are trying to communicate to us, that it's not us about, you know, listening to hear, but we're listening to understand because it's in the understanding that maybe we can place ourselves in their shoes, right? This is also where empathy um, comes to play. So many of the relationships that have ended in my own life have been a result of people not communicating effectively, meaning that they haven't been able to express themselves. Not only they haven't been able to express express themselves, but they weren't even willing to listen to me when I was trying to come and explain uh, maybe what I was going through in my own life. If we're not willing to listen and we're not willing to talk, um, then we're not going to come to a, a place of understanding where we can see each other in our humanity. Uh, you know, another thing that I've learned um, in establishing healthy relationships is that if people matter to you, if the person that you're in the relationship with really matters to you, you have to be willing to give them your time. You have to show up. And this is such a huge gift. Being present in the lives of the people that matter to you shows them that they matter to you. It shows them that you're willing to give them something that you can't get back, right? And that because time is valuable and time, once it's spent, you can't make more of it. That's it. It's gone. So how are you giving your time to the people in your lives? Another way that you can develop healthy relationships is to give and take feedback. And sometimes the feedback might come in the form of constructive criticism, but you have to be willing to listen because sometimes we have blind spots. We may not always be able to see the areas where we're screwing up. We may have tunnel vision. So it's important to listen to the people in your circle when they're telling you that you're acting out of pocket. And I would tell you, I, my sister is that person for me. And there are times when I don't want to listen to her. There are times when I've hung up the phone on her because what she's saying is hitting too close to home and I know it, right? So even though I might hang up the phone on her, I still reflect on what she says. And when I'm done reflecting, I'll give her a call back and I'm like, you know what? You were right. And I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate that you feel comfortable enough with me and our relationship to know that you can tell me the hard things and trust that our relationship is not going to be affected by it. And that leads me to the next thing, right? The next tip. You have to learn to trust more. You have to learn to trust that the people in your life only want good for you. 
so that they're not going to guide you down the wrong path or they're not going to give you bad advice. We have to learn to trust. And I know that it's hard sometimes to trust, especially when we have been burned or when we have been betrayed in the past. But that's their issue and that's their cross to bear. People that do you wrong have to live with the consequences of that. But you should not allow other people's um, inability to love you the way that you deserve to be loved affect how you show up in your relationships moving forward. When you allow people to change who you are, you're giving them too much power over you. So before I end uh, this week's podcast, I'm just going to reiterate some of the things um, that I shared. Um, So if you didn't take any notes before now, grab a pen, grab a pad. The first way that you can ensure that you have great relationships with others is ensuring that the relationship you have with God and with yourself is a positive one. These are going to set the foundation and the model for your relationship with others. Two, accept and celebrate the fact that we are all different. That you can accept someone even if they differ from you, even if their opinions are different from yours. Because you want people to accept you for who you are. You want to be able to show up as your most authentic self in your relationships and that people love you for that. That you don't have to wear a mask. That you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not just so that you can be liked and just so that you can be accepted. Because when you show up as yourself, what you do is you filter out the people who are not supposed to be in your life and you allow for the ones who are supposed to be in your life find you. That that is the, the best thing about showing up as your authentic self, that you attract the people who are supposed to be in your life. Number three, actively listen to hear what other people have to say. Listen to understand what they have to say. Even if you don't agree with what they're saying, you understand what they're saying and where they're coming from. Number four, give the people in your life time and be present when you're with them. That means maybe putting your phone down for the time that you're with them that you're not on the phone, that you're not on social media, that you're not checking every email or every notification that pops up on your phone, that the time that you're spending with the people that matter to you matters and that they know that it matters. Number five, develop and work on your communication skills. This one's actually been number two after developing the relationship with God in yourself. Develop and work on your communication skills because communication will make or break your relationships. Open your heart and find the courage to trust and treat people as you would like to be treated yourself. Be empathetic, give grace, and do everything in love. Thank you for tuning in. If this podcast blessed you today, please share it with someone. You never know who needs this word today. So until next time, go out into the world and make your mark. And remember that you were created for more. 
thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.